everyone. Welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies, Three Dads, Three Very Different Scenarios. Woo! A full quota this week as Adam has returned from dadding. We'll get a quick report I'm back, first, Adam. Baby. Yes, uh, how was oh Benny's here as well, sorry. Hi. Adam, how was the how was the dadding week? Oh, it was glorious. It was fantastic. Uh had a week off with all three kids, just all three kids and me. I surprised them with Legoland as a trip. And the sheer excitement and joy on their faces when I announced it was amazing. Uh, until we got to the hotel, which was absolute dog shit. <laughs> it was... We didn't get the kind of welcome that we have had before a Legoland booked hotel. It's not one of the ones on site. It's one of their like partners. And usually when you go, they make a big fuss. And they go, oh, you're here to go to Legoland. He's like an activity pack. Here's a cookie. Enjoy. And all of those things were promised on the paper. But when we got there, we got a very stern admittance to the hotel because of, like, strict COVID requirements. I assume that's why they're not handing any of this shit out anymore. And all the air conditioning units in the hotel were broken. So all four of us were in a hotel room that had windows that we couldn't open with one fan provided Jesus. Uh, for the night. It was horrendous. It sounds like it sounds like uh, a team good weekend to me. It, it does. It was very sweaty. <laughs> I obviously snored a lot, so the kids didn't sleep very well. We had two double beds, so we had a boy's bed and a girl's bed, which was is awkward sleeping with your 10-year-old son, I found. <laughs> Because it just is. Because he's of that age now where it's like, okay, like I could share a bed with Daisy, it's no problem. Uh, But sharing a bed with either of my other kids is just a bit like, yeah, you you go over there. You go as far on the other side as as you can and I'll do the same. I will just slip back to back. Very sweating horrible. But they forgot to charge us for our dinner. So we got away with like 40 quids worth of food which was very good. That made up for the lack of air conditioning. Absolutely. Uh, and then, yeah, went Legoland. It was amazing. It was really good. Daisy, I found out, is absolutely fearless. She went on all of the rides, even like the big roller coaster. We went on the pirate ship straight away because we got there as soon as the park opened. And we like ran down the hill <laughs> to try and get onto like the Viking Rapids ride. Uh, and it wasn't open. So we carried on running down the hill, and the first ride we came to was the pirate ship. So we all got on it, and Sophie was like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And literally, she had tears forming in her eyes, bless her. So we said, that's fine, you get off, you get off, and you just watch. And me and Dan, we're not even right at the back, we're like two or three rows from the back. So me and Dan were sat there with Daisy in the middle, and oh my god, it was petrifying. (laughs) Both me and Dan... We're shitting ourselves. We're like holding up for dear life going, oh my god, oh my god. Every time it like got to the top and then started going back down, we both felt like we were go- going to fall out. Daisy's just in the middle going, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> not with that I language. Not. Good girl. Uh, she had a great time. I know, she's amazing. Yeah, we went on like loads of roller coasters and stuff. Uh, the rapids, went panning for gold and lots more. They had a whale of a time. And we also did like some normal things like going and swimming and taking the dog for a walk and stuff like that. So yeah, we had a great time. I'm absolutely shattered. Yeah, I bet you are. Uh, 
yeah, we we went. <laughs> I know I don't know why we did this. So when we went Legoland, we stayed in a hotel the night before. We went there and we were there, like left the hotel just after nine, so we could get to Legoland like as soon as possible. So we were there for like half nine, and so from half nine up until six, when the park actually closed, all of us were walking around. It was a really hot day. I then drove us all home, so that's like another four-hour journey because we had lots of breaks for the kids to like go to the loo and what have you because they don't all go at the same time. So we get back around kind of ten. Takes like another hour to get everyone settled down and in bed. The next morning, for some reason, I booked at like half ten in the morning. It was a fucking trampoline park. So we were at a trampoline park. Jesus. All of us already exhausted bouncing around and I've never had so much fun and literally like in this big inflatable area I fell off something I had no energy I couldn't get on <laughs> at all I was like I was stuck just on my side laying down on the floor going kids help <laughs> just roll me on my back so I can breathe oh it was it's like astounding it's- it's like when Homer it's like when Homer tries to win that race and the kids are trying to shoot him and he kinda of gets to the, the finish line and he just can't move and the kids just keep shooting him. He just they kind of shoot him to roll over and he's like, Ugh, yeah. Ugh, uh, like that. I saw the visions of you doing that, just lying there, like you're beached, like, oh I can't move. It was it was. Like I've I've been doing loads of trampolining, so like we were there for nearly two hours of me trampolining, chasing the kids around. Do like somersaults on the yes. trampoline because I used to do trampolining at school, and so I had like some of the old tricks and did like a couple of like forward rolls and in the air and what have you. And I was like, oh, oh my god, I'm so tired. Like I, I had to take some breaks because it was really warm in there as well. And like the third after the third break, I got up and was like, right, come on, you can do it. And I just like jumped up and down on a bit, a bit of inflatable. Landed on something, rolled off onto the side, and that was it. I just had to stay there for five minutes. Ah, oh, it's terrible. But yeah, we we had a whale of a time, and then I've come back and I'm, I'm straight back at work this week, working from home. I've I've done my back in, so I'm I'm in loads of pain on the settee, hunched over a laptop, just working away, and getting to the point where at the end of the workday, I'm ready to just go to sleep. So I kind of need a holiday to recover from two weeks of pure dadding. It be it, it does it does be like that. You know, you do like you need a holiday to recover from the holiday. Yeah, well, this is it. I usually like when I have little breaks, like when all of us get together. I usually have the day off after that as well. But like if I get back on holiday from like a big holiday, I'll have the day off after that. But this time I didn't, and I wish I had just had the Monday off to go back into it. Be quiet, dog. Sorry, that's no, something in the background. No, that's fine that's something benny you'll learn is that your holiday is not a holiday oh anymore. yeah yeah. you don't have a holiday uh-huh. there's a really good joke which is um i can't remember who does the joke but it's about a guy who books the holiday it's all planned him and his wife argue about where they're going to go what to do with the kids like what activities they can do the whole shebang when do we fly who do we fly with all this kind of thing and he's like all this to basically do the same things abroad that we do at home basically you pay all this money and then you do the same things abroad and his joke is is when they get to the car they pack everything up in the car ready to go to the airport he shuts the kids in the car shuts his wife in the car the walk from his wife's door to his door 
that's his holiday. <laughs> that's that little, that little five seconds. That's his holiday. That's his only yeah. time to himself on his so-called <laughs> five holiday. Five seconds of peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same every time. I don't know if you listened to last week's show, Adam. Of course you didn't, but it's I fine. Did. But Oh, you did? Oh, my God, damn it. Oh, well, <laughs> like we've got a very week, important question for you then, Adam, in a little bit. Yeah, we'll ask that in a sec. Okay. But like I said last week, yeah, I, I spent over 30 hours in the pool with Georgia last week <laughs> on our holiday. I was fucking knackered yes. afterwards. Absolutely knackered. I was just, and I slept on the plane on the way back. I never sleep on the plane on the yeah. way back. I sleep on the way there because we always get an early flight, but yeah, on the way back, I was just done. So Hearing, yeah, hearing, you, yeah, talk, hearing you talk about playing with Georgia on holiday made me feel so bad for my dad because I, I was the same. Like, I used to spend the whole holiday in the swimming pool, like, making him come in the pool with me, playing like playing with a football, like basically like um, poverty water polo, for, for lack of a better way of putting it. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I was like, oh my god, I, he! I made him spend his whole holiday in the swimming pool playing with me. I'm so sorry, Dad. If he, if he listens to this, Dad, I'm so sorry. I wish I I, could, I should have just let you relax <laughs> by the pool and read a book or something. Oh, of course, Adam. We've now forgotten that Benny's now going to start learning those lessons that oh, we yeah. then yeah that we now know. Obviously, you look back and think, oh my god, my parents were absolute saints yeah. for making like for letting me do this all the time. I never realised. Yeah. I don't mind though. I love spending time in the pool with Georgia. It's great. I'm not really a sunbather. I don't really care for the sun. So the other option yeah. is just lie in the sun all day. I well, I'd rather be in the pool. <laughs> I don't know. I I can get quite easily tied out in the pool. Just playing consistently. It's just sometimes it gets a bit too much for me. Because when I was a kid, I played completely independently in in everything. I don't know whether it's because like I asked my mum and she just said no, fuck off. Like in a nice way, <laughs> and it's like no. no, I'm relaxing. You you go and play in the pool by yourself, and so I just did, and so I was used to that kind of thing, and so I didn't expect that <laughs> when when it came time for like my kids to do that. I thought, well, if you're a kid, you play independently in the pool. You don't like bother your dad or your mum to come and do that. You just go off and do it. But then suddenly I get like, oh, Dad, come in the pool with me. Come sit on the edge of the pool with me because <laughs> I can't actually swim and play with Playmobil and splash them in the pool with me, Dad. And all of that kind of thing. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. It, it turns out to be really fun, but very tiring because I'm just not that active, <laughs> as you know. Uh, so, yeah, that came as a big shock to me. That was a lesson learned. No, right, the, more, so, the more I think, the, oh, sorry, the more I think about it, like, the more like, God, I must have been an absolute shit on my holidays. Like, <laughs> go in the pool, spend, spend like two hours in the pool with Dad. Dad, play with me in the pool. Get out of the pool, dry off. Mum, can I have like a, a euro to play on the uh, on the arcade machines or play a game of pool? Yeah, sure. Dad, let's get back in the pool. And then it's just like, I mean, like from breakfast till. Like going up to the room to have uh, like get changed, have a shower, get ready for dinner. It's just like constant like running around after me. And I, it's, it's only just now like listening to myself recording this podcast that I think, oh my god, how did they put up with me? And I wasn't like the, I wasn't even the most energetic kid. Like I was, a, you know, a chunky boy back then, so I couldn't have been that uh, that hard to chase after. But Jesus Christ, I hope Freya's not like that. And speaking of Freya, I apologise. Well, I don't apologise, but the people listening at home were going to hear, have a great time listening to her screaming in the background, playing with her little uh, bunny toy. She's making all sorts of noise. You guys can't hear it because Discord's good at cutting her out. But when you listen back to the podcast, you're going to love it. <laughs> it's good. It's always good if Freya can make an appearance. Yes. It's better than Michael right, making an appearance, which is what he did. <laughs> I had no, to Duncan's run off because he was 
barking to try and get one of the cats upstairs. So <laughs> hopefully it'll be quiet for the rest of the podcast. Oh, he's just so noisy in the evening, isn't he? Oh, so, uh, so, so Adam, Adam, following on from uh, last week's podcast, which you did yeah, listen to, which I we did. appreciate, uh, you need to weigh in on the um, imaginary friend uh, No, uh, I don't have one. Situation. I've never had one. Wow. I think, I think it's weird and completely made up that people <laughs> have them. No one has imaginary friends. It's all pretend. <laughs> I honestly don't believe it. How can you have an imaginary friend? I, I honestly gonna, don't understand how it could happen. The problem I'll is, Adam, you first need an, imagin- you need an imagination first. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. I, like, I was listening to you guys talking about it, and it's just like, what the hell about? How can Benny have that many? Let alone- <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> One could, what was it, health? Or healthy? Healthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like- and the fact he's got an imaginary <laughs> army, not just imaginary friends. <laughs> This yeah, is what's being army. It's like a, a squadron, a squadron, <laughs> a vanguard, a squadron, I'm, imaginary I squadron. <laughs> I honestly, like, I know obviously people say they have had imaginary friends yeah. as a kid, and it is a concept. But then, so are like killer robots and like <laughs> aliens body snatching people. It's said, but I don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> I just. I'm being a bit aloof there, but I I never had one, and I can't imagine ever having one or getting to the point where I could have made one up. I don't know how it works, how it would have worked. Like I played by myself and and had lots of enjoyment playing by myself, but I didn't imagine I was ever playing with anyone else in in that way. Uh, and none of my kids have ever had an imaginary friend. They've really? had lots wow. of attachments with. Like stuffed toys, like Daisy says. Oh yeah, there's this guy, Mister Invisible Man, that she's friends with, but she never plays with him or anything like that. She just goes, "Oh yeah, my friend, Mister Invisible Man." Like again, she's latched onto the concept that imaginary friends exist, so she says she has one, but she doesn't. <laughs> she's given. Wait, hang on a minute. A hang on. Wait. What if Mr. Invisible Man is telling her not to say anything? Maybe she's scared of him. Yeah. Maybe he's an evil one like Blossom had, like an evil imaginary friend. Maybe she's scared of what Mr. Invisible <laughs> Man will do if she one. says anything. If she squeals, she's terrified, Adam. You've got to save this girl. <laughs> no, because she doesn't have one. Because I would have noticed her playing with one. Like Again, like me, she will sit and she'll play with her toys and she'll talk to herself. Like doing the voices of the toys and, and things like that. Like, as close as I got to, like, having an imaginary friend was uh, pretending super hard to other people that I was, like, a cartoon character or something like that. Like, I would try my best to convince people that I was He-Man. <laughs> and i go, yeah, that's my name. Well, we I'm all did. He-Man. You know, yeah, we all the did He-Man. Exactly. But I never got to the point where I ever used an imaginary friend. If I'm honest, I think it's a bit weird. That people have imaginary friends. I know oh, it you is, guys yeah. do. I don't mean it it's an insult to you. But... Uh, it is weird. It's definitely no, weird it is to have weird. seven, mate. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it's weird to have two and have them do a lot opposites behaviour-wise and blame one for all the bad stuff you do as well. Blossom. <laughs> I, thought, uh, I thought Benny was going to say about... Adam, do you remember a time in your life when you thought, yes... I crushed that. I'm the man. I thought we were going to ask him that question. Do you, do you buy the oh, item? Because one. I 
I can think of I can think of one that I was with you for. So if you've got one, that's great, and then I can explain. No, that no, I, got I, I like have none. I have nothing because right. my okay. my my psychological makeup doesn't work that way. <laughs> Mine is super hypercritical of myself uh, and will analyze everything in a negative way. So even if that genuinely happened at this point, I will have found a way to convert it into being a really negative experience for myself. <laughs> All right. All right. Here it is, right? So right. for those of you who don't know, me and Adam met at college and we became very close friends immediately. First day, we've explained yeah. all that before. And we used to go to, obviously colleges, everyone knows, you know, what college is like. You have lessons and then you have like three hour breaks. So we'd go to town and we were walking through a shop. I'm assuming it was a pound shop because that's where we used to frequent the most. Yeah. And this this girl walked past us and... I think she was in a bit of a rush in the shop and she walked past us and said, oh, sorry. And she kind of barged, not barged, but she kind of snuck past us and kind of, I'm trying to think, like not made a scene, but, you know, she kind of, yeah, I guess kind yeah. of barged past us in a way is the best way I can say it. And she went, oh, sorry. And you said within like 0.2 seconds, you went, oh, that's okay. I rather enjoyed it. Dude, she gave you this look. <laughs> She gave you this look. I have never forgotten that interaction. She gave you this look like, oh, that was fucking smooth. Like, And I even said to her, I was like, mate, that was so good. Like, you fucking nailed that then. And she just gave you this look like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> and I was like, damn, dude. Yeah, I, dude, yeah. I remember that, like I say, I remember that to this day. Genuinely, I cannot remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. There you go. God's uh, honest truth. There you go. <laughs> Oh, no yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I won't it. be able to get away with that now. Well, thanks, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> well, no, because if any of us did that now, we'd get a pot on a register or something, or get like the police oh, after again. us for some reason. <laughs> yeah, again. Oh, get yelled so at anyway. by the teenage girls at the park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, dude, if they shout at you next time, you're a pedo, just say, yeah, I rather enjoyed it. <laughs> See what happens. But just okay. not anymore. I got my dad to take yeah. me off the register. Yeah. <laughs> so I gave you both some homework again this week, and I can't remember where I got this question from. Yes. I think I was watching. I think I was watching something on TV, and it led me down a YouTube hole, and then you know what it's like, and then you think, oh, maybe I'll ask them this. So, my question to you boys was, what was the first big news story that you could remember? that was very popular in the news at the time in this country. And you remember it being on TV for ages thinking, oh, wow, this must be something big. And obviously with you both being different ages and obviously me being a different age, I thought it'd be interesting to see what those were. So what was the first news story that you remember from your childhood uh, or even well, whenever it was? Who wants to go first? Uh, shall I go first? Because mine's kind of short and boring. Go on, oh, go on, uh, and then I know Benny's got like a, a hot take on this. Uh, mine was, and it probably, I mean, I say it wasn't that long ago, but I would have been, what, like 14? Because it was in 96. Oh, okay. uh, Was Princess Diana. Uh, like, find out oh, that okay. she was yeah. dead. Like, I, yeah. I distinctly remember waking up at my grand's, where I used to sleep, like, most weekends. You stay over there. And uh, hearing on the radio alarm clock that I brought, because I had a paper oh. And had to go up at like six in the morning on a Sunday uh, about Princess Diana dying. I was like, holy shit, 
that's mm. like a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then getting to the news agents like half an hour later, and all of the newspapers being all about this situation that's happened, and like just reading them agog, are like, holy shit, that's terrible. Uh, and that was it, really. I remember as it being a particularly bad day for my back as well, because all of the newspapers were like extra thick edition. <laughs> it was a Sunday. That was a real crime here, wasn't it? <laughs> so yeah, that, that's why. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was more, hang on, this news event caused me physical discomfort. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the real sad story. Was it? Uh, was your back was sore? <laughs> oh man, as well, as well like your holy Sunday morning around. newspapers were something different. Like, <laughs> yeah, especially when I'll you say. get those houses with the tiny like letter boxes. There was one particular one. I don't deviate a bit here. There was one particular house, and it was on my Grand Street, and I hated delivering to it because they had the world's tiniest like nineteen forties letterbox, where like newspapers were like three sheets of paper because of writing. <laughs> And they ordered the biggest one. So it was like the Sunday Times. And to make it worse, they had a dog that would leap up and rip whatever newspaper you were pushing through out of your hands. So you had to disassemble this Sunday newspaper into like five different, six different pieces. And cautiously, like as silently as you can, lift up this letterbox (laughs) and push this through. And then as soon as that first one lands down, you're you're on a timer to like shove them in as quickly as you can, <laughs> and like every week they would complain like, "Oh, my newspaper's been ripped up," and I'd like blame me. <laughs> I'm like, "You've got a fucking like mental staffy there who eats newspapers through your like Pez dispenser size letterbox. <laughs> How am I supposed to do anything different?" So eventually, I just started leaving on the doorstep. But anyway, you can cut that out. <laughs> no, that was fine. <laughs> Nothing gets cut out. Nothing, Nothing gets ever. cut out. Nothing ever. Okay, no. Benny. Right. What was your hot take then? Because I got quite excited with this. Well, I mean, wait. What was my hot take? The fact that the the royal family killed Diana because no, she was getting no. too big for her boots. That, that's the hot, that's the hot take there. No, no. Your your hot take on this answer because you said you had like a really good juicy one. Well, I, I actually have two, mostly because I can't re- and, and I was too lazy to Google it. I can't remember which came first. But the the two like earliest news memories I have, um, the one is, and again, they're, they're only like little segments of the news story, not actually the whole thing like developing over time. Uh, so the first thing is the um, image from the security footage. Of the the two lads walking that um, James Bolger out of the oh, mall. God, yeah. Oh, whoa, no. That's that's way. like the very that's like one of the very first like um, news images I remember. Just like Jesus. just like them walking them out of the mall, and the second one, which was uh, which is a lot um a lot more cooler for me now, considering like the things I got into when I'm older, is the uh, the image of OJ Simpson driving down the road in his white Bronco. Yeah. I, I just I find it like fascinating that my two both predate Adam's one. Like Adam Adam's like a good four years older than me, and I and my earliest mem- news memories predate his. I must have been right switched off when I was a kid. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I watched Spit an Image when I was a kid, but yeah. because it had puppets in, and I thought, oh, that's pretty good. Cool. <laughs> uh, I didn't really like taking the news or anything like that because I just wasn't interested. 
like I, I would watch like the first few seconds of a, a politics uh, sun on Sunday program mm. because it had a really cool animation <laughs> of uh, Big Ben as a crocodile. And then as soon as that went, I turned over because it's just not interested. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that show. Oh, what was that show called? Oh, dude, you've given me just an absolute humongous flashback. To oh like yeah, yeah, choice. I think it was like Politics on Sunday or something like that. Yeah, it was or cool. the yeah, it was politics something like show. That. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Okay. So Benny, I just checked. Uh, the James Bulger case was earlier. That was ninety three. Yeah. OJ was ninety four. There you go. Yeah, that that that, yeah. that it that image of them walking like out of that door is is like ingrained into my mind. I can like still see it clearly. Like, I close my eyes and I can still like see it clearly now. Oh yeah, the the actual photo of like what one of the lads and he's in like the the shell suit and mm. he's kind of like looking off to the side for his mugshot. That that sticks in me. Yeah. But yeah, just thinking about that case, that's horrendous. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it, that is a hell of a first that news you story. You know, was bad, but now as a dad, fuck me. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. God, you're right. I didn't even. I didn't even consider that part. Oh Christ! Now I'm never going <laughs> to be able to leave Freya alone again. Yeah. Oh mate, ten year old so much... wearing boys. Just, yeah. in case, just in case Terry Venables comes and takes her away. <laughs> oh yeah, Benny. The. Uh... The terror will start even more now. Now you start looking at things totally differently, thinking, oh, wow, this was actually really horrible and terrifying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Joking aside, there's there's so many things now that you'll sometimes lie in bed at night and think, oh, Jesus Christ, and you'll get a cold chill. Yeah. You'll just feel, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Don't yeah. think about it. Don't think about it. I, I get it all. It's like shower thoughts. It's like when you're, when you're 20 years old, your shower thoughts are like, if I met Pamela Anderson, I bet I could probably bang her. This is what I'd say. And then you get to 25 and you think, all right, if seven guys broke into this house, I could probably take them. Like, even right now, I've got soap in my eyes. I'm trying to rinse it off. I can't really see, but I bet I could have them. I could probably do it. And then you get to our age with parents and you're like, oh, God, what if this thing happened? Oh, God, what if this thing happened? And yeah, it just gets worse and worse. There's nothing you can do. See, the, the <laughs> only th- uh, like solution for that is just playing a podcast such as this one really, really loudly in the shower, uh, so that you can listen to that and drown out all the bad thoughts. Uh, but not this episode, <laughs> obviously, because we're talking about like really horrible things. Bad things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. We're not supposed to be talking about really horrible things, just that the first news things that we remember are all really horrible things. Well, that's why they're news. That's why they stick out. I mean, yeah, the, exactly. the OJ Simpson one, that's really interesting because I was actually uh, on holiday in Tenerife while all of that was going on. Oh, okay. And I remember loads of the, uh, like, the hotel uh, brought in, like, loads of copies of The Sun <laughs> to distribute this high-class British news source uh, to all of the <laughs> residents of the hotel so they could find out what's going on in America. I... I I remember that distinctly, and I thought that was so weird. Like, adults on holiday would take time to go and sit indoors to watch the news because of this big thing going on. But it's all That's right, because in- I was used to swimming on my own anyway. So yeah. <laughs> all good. With none of your imaginary friends, as we've discussed. <laughs> well, they could swim anyway. Real but- parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all the real people you were with. That's What's really dad, weird though? because <laughs> yeah. I was on holiday... That's really weird because I was on holiday when the Princess Diana news broke and I was oh. in Greece 
and exactly the same thing happened. Nobody did anything the entire day. Me and my cousin had the pool to ourselves for the entire day, and every other per- there was like I think there's maybe like four of a, four of the kids there, and every other person was just sat around the bar TV all day. That was all they did. Yeah. Nothing else. That's really weird that that kind of that kind of similarity is there. Okay. Yeah. The thing right. the thing I really remember about the whole Princess Diana thing. Apart from the conspiracy conspiracy theories that I voted earlier, uh, is that I, I feel like being the uh, the upper middle class family that we were, and we had Sky TV when all the peasants around us didn't. Um, I feel like we were watching like Sky Sports, and then there was like a, a ticker on the bottom to tell us to, like to turn the news on, and then that was like how we found out that it happened. Like we yeah, were watching yeah. like buddy like Andy Gray or whatever spout doing his little time his little there. Uh, X's and O's on the old team sheet thing, and then that suddenly a ticker tells you to put um, Sky News on. I was like, "Oh yeah, guess who's dead? Princess Diana. Who'd have thought it?" Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Have you heard that like BBC Radio One clip? The news about the Duke of Edinburgh dying. <laughs> no, what are you going to say? I literally heard this yesterday. Oh my god, it's so good! It gets announced in the middle of. I mean, if we can edit this in somehow, it would be fantastic. But and by the way, I won't because okay. I'm not sure like copyright and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. True. So, but if you imagine like some nice dance music going on, like you would hear late night on a Saturday uh, or Friday night on BBC Radio One, uh, and it's real banging tune, and then it just stops, and a very formal person just goes, "The Prince of Edinburgh is dead," and then it immediately <laughs> it's like. The bass has dropped. <laughs> <laughs> it goes into like an even more banging tune. <laughs> it's so true. It is perfect. The timing of it, it's it's like someone purposefully edited this in. Like it was a joke for Brass Eye or something like that. Oh, you're oh, so it right. Is pure <laughs> pure comedy. Yeah, people, if you can if you can find that clip, just yeah, just look for BBC sort of radio prince philip announcement it's 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 unintentionally it's it's partridge it's alan partridge type it's yeah. that and it's so cringy as well though it's like what are you doing like you say though it's great the beat is just dropped do 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 prince philip is dead do, 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 do. <laughs> like, what what are you doing well to keep the happy theme going my first vivid news memory and this is like i think this is what i'm saying like this is burned into my brain what benny said this is burned into my brain is the lockerbie disaster which was 19 i think 1987 i think and i was about six or seven years i think i was six years old and all i remember was because obviously there was only like four channels when i was a kid there was no sky news no nothing it was just there was four tv channels and, and that was it and my the image that's burned into my brain is I can see, uh, not Michael Burke, the other guy is it Nicholas Witchell maybe I think oh, it's Nicholas yeah. Witchell and he's got the old school blue BBC News background behind him and then there's the picture the famous picture of the cockpit that's basically fallen to earth and I just remember thinking because obviously the news is always on in the morning when I got up for school because my parents you know were watching TV and I, I always remember mm. thinking this must be really important because this. They've been showing that same picture for days now. They keep talking about this thing. I didn't know what it was at the time, but yeah, that's my first one, which is the Lockerbie disaster, which I was only reading about. I was listening to a podcast about, um, there's a really good podcast out there about real dictators. And I was listening to an eight part series about Colonel Gaddafi. 
which is oh that was where i got the question from there you go that's where i got the question from <laughs> there you go you see it all comes back and i remember thinking oh yeah the lockerbie disaster and i could remember because i the other one i thought was the king's cross fire on the underground okay and i couldn't remember which one I wasn't sure which one was first. So I looked up, but it was it was Lockerbie that was first. But the same yeah. with the King's Cross fire. I remember seeing those pictures of those firemen and all the smoke like billowing out of the underground. Yeah. And I remember thinking, God, this must be really important because they keep showing these pictures and they keep talking mm. about this. It, this must be something really big. Obviously, it was. But yeah, I wonder. That's that's weird. Is that those kind of? I wonder if there's something psychological there where they're all kind of bad things or like you know, like death. It's all death basically. Yeah. And maybe I, I that's like a psychological, the first kind of notion with, that life isn't what, kind of forever type thing or something. I don't know. I think it's something to do with a, a new story like that will just be repeated ad nauseum. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good in point. the press. Yeah. And it's that repetition that has drilled it into your mind. The fact that they constantly talked about it. Like, there are loads of disasters that happen worldwide and are reported on in the news. But unless it's something like the Iraq War uh, or the Gulf War, as it was back then, and uh, a really severe like terrorist attack, like the Lockerbie bombings, where they constantly talk about it and they have that analysis, then it's going to pass you by. It's going to just drift through your mind uh, and you'll absorb it briefly and then on it goes mm. again. And it, this is kind of partly why... Me and my children don't watch normal TV to pick up on the news. We cater our programming based on what we want and what brings us pleasure and joy rather than potentially be exposed to the media and the constant negativity that they know sells and draws audiences in just to try and protect their kind of well-being I, absolutely I don't right. want to expose them to that. I don't want to expose them to normal TV in that sense because exposing them to the news, it's just going to make them depressed. Uh, or make <laughs> make them more right. aware that the world is pretty shit. <laughs> like when they're up there, it's fine, but now, no. Yeah. So Sarah watches the news a lot. I, I don't because, not for the reasons you said either, but I've sort of said to Georgia that Mummy will watch something on the news and she thinks that's the truth. Yes, and I'm always yes, saying to her, yeah, definitely. it's not what they've reported is what they want to report. And I say to I say to Georgia, I'm like, you can watch the news to get a side of an opinion. I said, but don't think what's on the news is above and, and uh, above board and it's all the truth. I said, because it isn't. I said, because in some cases the news... Or whoever owns that news corporation will push yes. an agenda that they want you to think. Yeah. So I say, exactly. I always say to Georgia, I'm like, okay, if you want to watch Sky News and get some information from there, that's fine. But don't take that as gospel. So I don't mind her <laughs> watching the news, but I'll also say to her, try and find other news sources. For example, when things are going on that involve real people in real scenarios day to day, I'm not talking about wars or stuff like that, but kind of like the riots years ago, I'm like, yeah. go on Twitter. Or, or Reddit or something like like find people who are talking about it while they're there, yeah. and and that's kind of one of the good things about yeah. camera phones and stuff, and you know like the whole like George Floyd thing and stuff like that, and like you know all all the deaths that are caused by sort of police being reckless in America or in this country is it's recorded and exactly. there's no you can see that firsthand. This is how it is. Where 
I've watched news stories with Sarah and I've said, that's not what happened. Because <laughs> I've said, like, I was watching what happened last night on Twitter as it happened. I'm like, that's not what happened. And I think there are people who still think, well, it was on the news, so it must be true. Yeah. And no, it's, it's not. Oh, you know, it's, it's what it's, they kind of... It's the vast majority. And then when you get people like the BBC, who are supposed to be kind of impartial in that regard, but they are very much hamstrung by the uh, current ruling government uh, based upon the license fee and the fact that the government could eradicate that and leave yep. the BBC and all the staff there without work and without money. Uh, they have controlling interest in what the BBC reports or how it reports. So that's why you get some news reported in other sources that isn't reported on the BBC is because of that that editorial decision. Uh, and that's the same for Sky News, this new Good Morning GB or whatever it's called, GBTV, <laughs> uh, that's out. Uh, to me, the, the kind of... I, I'm aware of this, and I view sources that match up with my political ideologies. So I, I do get my news from places like The Guardian and the BBC because they, they do still have very good news reporting on there. Uh, but also just going straight to Reuters or the Associated Press. Uh, yeah. There, there are some places, uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, the agency, but it was on Sky TV and one of their news channels that they broadcast. But they often had just completely silent reporting where they would show a situation happening in the world, like a police standoff or uh, the aftermath of a terrorist attack or a fire, and they would just have the raw footage, mm-hmm. maybe slightly edited, mostly unedited, with no like sound effects, no voiceover or anything like that. It would just be the footage of that situation as if you were there. And that's brilliant. That's all you need, uh, other than potentially someone saying, well, this is the context behind it. This is why it's important yeah. uh, to the world and not just this local area. Uh, that's all the news should be, really. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. That's um, it's again, yeah, like you like you said, it's like money gets involved and then things start to get yeah, twisted, don't they? Exactly. We have to report this because if we don't, we'll lose money, and that's kind of what causes problems with everything at the end of the day. And then your issue, your issue with like um, uh, news, twenty four hour news channels such as Sky News is that they've also got a. Their, their ratings are also important because they still have advertisers, so the advertisers are wanting them to get as many viewers as possible, which is why they tend to skew things. And like like Adam said, not just like plain news reporting, they also try to bring an element of, um, say, for lack of a better word, um, entertainment into it, which yeah. you probably don't really need because you know when you have a, a Probably like when you have a disaster, like for example, what's going on in well, I say what's going on in Afghanistan. I'm just using a, a, a current example. So when you have what's going on in Afghanistan, they want to get as many eyes on there as possible, not just so they can report what's happening, but so they can make the the people that pay their wages happy, i.e., the sponsors. Yeah, exactly. You're right. There's it's, a it, there's a good example of that where it's just something as innocuous as weather reporting. Where you'll see on American news stations where they're reporting on like oh, a hurricane or a flood or some kind of natural disaster or extreme weather event, they'll make it out that it's worse than it is. Mm-hmm. So there's loads yeah. of footage there of 
the reporters out there like leaning over into what <laughs> you think is a really strong wind. And in the background, you see like a guy in shorts and t-shirt just like strolling along. Not, not hampered <laughs> by the wind or the rain or at all. Or like a, yeah. a female reporter and she's in a dinghy and it's making it look like this flood's really deep. And then in the background, you see a guy walking past and it's like barely up to his ankles. So there is lots of things like that, that manipulation of things to make you go, oh my God, that's bad. And therefore engage your interest because of the advertisers. And, and it's not just the normal news, it's it's everything. Like I think we talked before about like video game magazines where the they could review a video game and say, actually, this is pretty crap, but the publishers have bought four pages of advertising in our uh, this copy of the magazine. So what we'll do is say it's really good so that the uh, they don't back out and we're left with like less money. It's that, but times a million in the wider press. Yeah. It's not it's, it's not a recent thing either. Did oh. you know that the the first ever crime scene photograph taken was Jack the Ripper's fifth victim or supposed fifth victim, the one that he killed in the downstairs flat. That was the first ever crime scene photo, sorry, not taken, published into a newspaper. Oh, and right. they'd found that while the newspaper while newspapers were reporting on Jack the Ripper, their Basically, they were selling out every single day. And it basically gave them the idea that, oh, things like this sell. And that's yeah. why, even to this day, that's why you still... There's a Netflix documentary on now about Dennis Nielsen, who killed sort of 15 men back in the 70s. Why That doesn't... Need, that, I will watch it because I'm interested in that kind of thing. Like, psychologically, I'm interested in serial killers and why they do what they do. But... That show doesn't need to be on Netflix. There was no. nobody calling out for another serial killer documentary. Mm-hmm. Why the loads? Of, why the loads of Ted Bundy films? Why are there loads of any, anything like this? Is because it sells and people want to see it. We have a fascination with like the kind of gruesome or the horrific or disasters or yeah. all that kind of thing. The, uh, the I think we say ki- is a, the serial killer documentary gone. market is as saturated as the podcast market. Oh, yeah, you're right. Gone. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> yeah. insane. Especially the fact that and it's now on the podcast market as well. <laughs> you have the serial killer <laughs> podcast documentaries. Like there's that Which fantastic one that we listen to, that Australian one about the uh, that that Australian PE teacher. Oh yeah, teacher's pet. Teacher's, teacher's pet. pet. That's the one. Yeah. Which is amazing, yeah. and I'm still waiting to find out what will happen with that. I uh, know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just it sells. Sex and violence sells. Yeah, it does. I am moving on to something completely different. My <laughs> wife has an actual condition, no which we discovered... My wife. We discovered... <laughs> hello, 2005. We discovered uh, this week, uh, Sarah has paradoxical insomnia. Oh. Okay. What, what is now, that? For, the, for those right. people... Not, not me and Benny, because obviously of we course. know what it is. But for those people... <laughs> yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, unfortunately, Benny's formal training was in paediatrics, so he's not quite okay. up to date with his uh, his brain <laughs> yeah. condition yet. So, paradoxical insomnia is here's how I'll explain it. It's very simple. You think you've had no sleep, yet you've been to sleep, but your brain okay. tells you you've not been to sleep. Case oh. in point of this is two nights ago. This has been happening for me and Sarah for years, by the way, like years and years and years. But only recently, she actually started to listen to me. The best case was 
was that I'm I'm super late at going to sleep. I'm I had I had the other insomnia. The uh, I don't want to say real. That sounded Actual terrible. Insomnia. I had like I had um, insomnia original back in the day. So yeah. I wasn't sleeping. Knew I wasn't insomnia sleeping. Insomnia 1.0. Yeah, I was insomnia 1.0. <laughs> and. So I don't really go to sleep till like one o'clock most nights. I just have to get myself extremely, extremely tired. And then I'll just like, I have to go to sleep. And then at that point, I'll go to sleep. I'm only going to get about five and a half, six hours, but I'm used to it now. I can handle it. I'm okay. Sarah one night went to sleep about 11 o'clock. I mean, snoring the whole time. She snores. Sorry, Sarah, but you do. (laughs) Snoring the whole time. Didn't move, basically. Uh, I just lay in bed until about half 12 and I thought man I cannot get to sleep so I was, I'll kind of reset my brain so I was like I'll go downstairs there's a few dishes in the bowl I'll wash them up and then redo my go to bed routine and then I'll probably go to sleep got down this is like yeah half 12 so Sarah's been sleeping about an hour and a half go downstairs washing up Sarah comes down and goes oh god I just cannot get to sleep and I was like what are you talking about and she said I can't get to sleep I said do you know what time it is and she said, no. I said, it's half past 12. Like, you've been to sleep. You've been asleep for an hour and a half. I've literally just come down like t- two minutes ago. Oh, whatever. And she never believes me. This is the thing as well. Like people with paradoxical insomnia don't believe you. Like they think that because they're so sure they haven't. Two nights ago, she went to sleep for like 40 minutes. She rolled over and like within a second of rolling over, she opens her eyes, looks at me, goes, oh, I knew I wouldn't sleep tonight. And I was like, Sarah, you've been asleep for 40 minutes. And she's like, no, no, I haven't. I was like, yes, you have. I was like, why would I lie about this? This isn't some like Machiavellian plot where I'm trying to like get into your brain or something. Like, I know, I'll trick her. I was like, you've been to sleep. It's okay. Just go back to sleep. You'll be fine. Just go back to sleep. Two minutes later, she's snoring again. Half an hour after that, she rolls over again. The first thing she says is, oh, fuck. Oh, this is just really annoying now. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. Damn right it is. <laughs> But like, and I've tried to give her advice and like, don't engage your brain. I'm a big believer in if you're asleep and you wake up, like you don't need to look at your watch. You don't need to talk to anybody. Just go straight back to sleep. Don't think about it. Just go straight back to sleep. And she can't. This is a thing like she has. And we, we kind of did a lot of research into it. And now we know like, yeah, that you've got paradoxical, paradoxical insomnia where and there's clearly something on her mind that maybe it's a job or maybe it's something to do with a family or it could be something in the subconscious that's making her sort of stressed before she goes to sleep but it's wild it's absolutely wild like because she swears blind she's not and i'm like i said at one point i said i know what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna get a video camera in this room and i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> and i'm just gonna video us sleeping not for that reason benny i'm gonna yeah. video us sleeping and then because i can't think of another way to prove to you that you've been to sleep because maybe you think I'm lying or yeah. maybe you think I'm just trying to calm you down or something. I don't know. I said, but I can't prove to you that you've been to sleep. So yeah, there you go. A, a genuine really medical thing. That you mentioned that because that's actually what happens with my life. Daniel is no way. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a thing. I thought he was just, you know, he's, he's waking up and just going, Oh God, I can't get to sleep. But he will come yeah. down after I know he's been asleep because I might hear yes. him snoring or something like that. And he'll come downstairs like two in the morning and go, Dad, I just can't get to sleep. I'm like, 
Mate, it's two in the morning. You've definitely been asleep because <laughs> you've just woken me up and you don't stay up late than me. Uh, and so I'll take him back to bed and like within a few minutes he'll be asleep. I didn't realise that that was a thing. I thought he was just like waking up and just not realising he has actually been asleep in that regard, but that it was a condition. <gasps> that's re- that's eye-opening. Oh my God, I'm going to have to do research <laughs> on this now. Like what I can do to yeah. stop him from doing it. Uh, I'm, well, I'm trying to now get dream. I'm trying to now get Sarah to go to see a counselor, basically, to just talk yeah. about stuff like what's bothering you. Because I said, there's, it might not be something that you're thinking about. I was like, it might be something in your subconscious that you've forgotten about that's just whirring in your brain when you're asleep and making you wake up. Yeah. So I'm like, so you just go and talk to somebody. Like, what what can it harm? There's no harm. Like, you know, what if you're not sleeping? Oh, if you think you're not sleeping anyway, then you're still going to be at that point afterwards if nothing works. You may as well at least try and yeah. and see what goes on. But yeah, there you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. God, Sarah. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know Maybe what? I did have... just a head case. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. Let me, uh... <laughs> I mean, me trying not to say... Well... Of, like people like climbing up a ladder. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Maybe she needs to integrate that as part of her bedtime routine is like looking out the window, <laughs> yeah. making sure there's no ladders around. <laughs> Oh, dear me. All right. that, that's why I did have... stop playing like ladder noises. <laughs> like very ladder sweet. noises. <laughs> Someone outside just going ladders, 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 <laughs> ladders, ladders like that. <laughs> right. I did have one more question for you both before we. Uh... I thought I'd try and spring this on you to try and okay. get as honest an answer as possible. I heard this on another podcast this week, and I thought this was a fabulous question for, for both of us. So. Benny, for me and Adam, Adam, for me and Benny, and me, for you two, if there was an exact clone of you and you were stood next to each other, what question would you ask to know who the real version is? They don't have your memory, but they kind of know about you and know a bit about you. But there's always that question like, what's the one thing you would ask? So I could go, oh, okay, you're the real one. I know you're the real one (laughs) because the other one wouldn't know this. But no, if we do that and then this happens, all they need to do is listen to the podcast and then they will know. <laughs> Shit, I didn't even think of that. I know. We can't, we can't be putting our security information out there in public. Yeah. God, that's a good yeah. question. Yeah, Probably something like, how do you feel about yourself? And if the, the clone will probably go, yeah, I feel all right, actually, because... <laughs> It's, it's not had like the years of like depression and stuff that I've had. Yeah, yeah I could just shoot him immediately. Yeah, I see fucking happy and cheery. <laughs> Mine for yours, Adam, would easily be what did we talk about on our first day at college? That would be oh, yeah, mine because I know for a fact. You that'd know be how easy. bad my memory is, though. You know, I, I would get the general gist of it and then I would forget. Oh, that's all uh, I need. Ju- that's all I need. Dread? <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. Yeah. If if you get me up uh, to like a, a window in a doorway, then we're sorted. <laughs> I can do the full like, Jurassic Park Velociraptor thing. I'm blowing steam. No, by do you know what? Like, <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I do? I do my David Arquette hand movement. And go, what's that? <laughs> Damn, sorry, no one's going to get that joke, not even Benny. No. So I'll explain that to you one day, Benny, but yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, and I think I'm mine... At a loss. 
Mine for Benny would be something definitely involving like American football. I think, like you say, like like mm-hmm. kicking the field goals or something like that. Yeah, yeah. How far away was like, it when I kicked the field goal? Or what, yeah, what, what, or route, what route did I run when uh, I uh, when Sven intercepted the pass I threw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think mine, mine for you, Danny, would probably be like what video game or what game did I play at your house? Using a remote control and see if you oh got my that one. God, would you get that what? one? <laughs> Wasn't it like that? Um, oh, what'd you call it? What was it called back in the day? There's like a million versions of it, and it's like the coloured blobs at the bottom of the screen, That's and then the you have one. to move. Fucking yeah, was it like called? It was like honey Beehive or like bees or something. <laughs> oh, there you sky, go. There you sky. go. On yeah. sky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Beep, I live. Aha, uh-huh, clone. Fuck you, clone. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> Benny, I, I would know yours too because your your clone will have your clones will have evil mustaches, so you, it'd be easy to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Neither are you two are fancy enough to have these uh, evil mustaches. Yeah, all of our clones would have top hats and monocles and evil <laughs> mustaches. I, They'd be like twirling a, them. I've got a full beard and mustache, so would that be on top of the existing beard and mustache? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You'll have like, a, curl, a yeah. curly mustache on top of your usual mustache. <laughs> Yeah, that clone's got way too much facial hair. He's the clone. (laughs) It's an abundance. It's too much. It's ridiculous. He must be the clone. (laughs) I love that question, though. I love that question. God, yeah. I'm at a loss for Adam. Yeah, I I feel at a loss for Adam as well, just because I've not known him as long as I have. I I know know one that we'd both be able to ask each other. Oh yeah. What colour were the stripes on the side of our glasses? Because we. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll never know. Especially because, well, if you're wearing those glasses, then the clone will know. Well, I say that because <laughs> I've I had to go for an eye test today, and I bought <gasps> new glasses. Oh wow! So we are we are no longer glass twins whatsoever. Like I'm not. I don't, I don't even know you remnant. anymore. I know. <laughs> you're a different person now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I actually know. Mine for Benny would be actually what? What restaurant were you in with us when you nearly choked to death? <laughs> steak. See, I don't. I don't think Adam was there for that. When I, when I wasn't there, death. but I know it's yeah. on beef. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, yeah, that the was teppanyaki. The one I'd say is Yeah, teppanyaki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the one I'd say for um, Daniel would be quite simply uh, when we went to the wrestling for the second time in London. Uh, who was really late, which made you furiously angry throughout the whole uh, second half of the show, <laughs> which delayed the show you by like an hour it. and made you very angry for the whole show. It wasn't that Austin Aries was late, right? It was the fact that he was uh, he was doing autograph signings and stuff, and he just wouldn't stop to get the show <laughs> carried on. And you know what was worse? It was that day was going to be an awesome match of the day because it was the day that Southampton beat somebody 8-0. That's right. And me yeah. and Sven, the whole day, were like, this is going to time out perfectly. We're going to finish wrestling. We're going to get to our place. We're going to be back in time for match of the day, which has got some awesome games on it. This is going to be per- the perfect day. No, nearly missed the fucking last train and everything. And we didn't get back till something like half past midnight because the fucking a guy wouldn't stop signing fucking autographs. That was also God the day we saw uh, Rikishi tear his calf muscle. Yeah, we did, trying to get into the ring. <laughs> Jesus. God, that was Jesus. awful. Yeah, that was bad. He still finished the match. What a pro. What a pro. I still did a little bit of dancing afterwards. What a pro. 
And Scotty Too Hot, his son, did the worm, didn't he? And did it yeah, perfectly. Exactly. Scotty Too Hot, back then, was in better shape than he was like during like the height of his career. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I remember saying that. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I remember one of you saying that. It's because he's like a, a firefighter. Was back then. Like, he's absolutely jacked. Yeah, he is. Oh, God. Fantastic. Okay. Adam, what do we normally do at this point? I've forgotten. Okay, <laughs> it's been so long. This, is, this is the advice yeah. question. So, Oh, yeah, that uh, was it, yeah. Yes, so I've gone on Quora, which is the poor man's like modern-day answer to Yahoo Answers, uh, and get, got an egg question that isn't something stupid or random. Like There are questions out there where people have obviously asked a silly question to get a silly answer. But it's one that we can have a bit of discussion on. Uh, so this one probably ties in a bit to what we discussed earlier about like the news and things like that. Should I let my 13-year-old kid watch Big Mouth on Netflix? So they, they haven't Ooh. said male or female. And there are probably some differences, maybe, with the answer, depending upon the... The gender of the 13-year-old, because of the content of the show. Uh, for those who haven't watched it, it's a... Uh, that's, me. Uh, that's me, everyone. I've not watched yeah. it. I, can't, I sort of know what it's about, though. Yeah, it's a cartoon show uh, where the main cast within it are teen, teenagers going through puberty. And it's quite crude and crass, because obviously they're talking about like sex, masturbation periods, and things like that. Uh, as teenagers are want to do. Uh, but it also features, like, uh, the kids' imaginations. Like, one of the kids has a jazz singer ghost who lives in his attic. Uh, so oh. Each of the kids have a visual representation of their puberty in the form of a hormone monster and things like that. So it's a bit wacky at times, uh, but it, it's quite funny in a crude manner. But there's lots of like references to sex, lots of references to uh, weird sex acts, like a boy who's so horny he has sex with a pillow, uh, but the pillow uh, is like anthropomorphized, so it has a face yeah. and it talks to him and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, not necessarily aimed at teenagers, but do we think that that could be suitable viewing? For someone going through puberty or about to, I think it is. I think I... something, something like puberty is like a really like weird and scary time for like a teenager. And I think anything which kind yeah. of give, puts it like in a, a lighter context is good for anyone. I mean, sure, it might be a bit rude, but I think like a- anything that helps during such like a confusing time is like good for a kid, essentially. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I'd, and I'd say as well, I think if you've, Christ, this is going to sound like I'm on a fucking pedestal. Jesus. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't mean it to be, but Not I can't again. think of a better way to say it. But if you've raised the kid correctly so that they're aware of all these things, I think it's okay because you're then, you're then making them aware that, yeah, okay, you're going to go through a weird time. They should probably already know a little bit about the birds and the bees just because they should, I think, at that age. that oh. They should have a general awareness so they don't get, I guess, caught out or surprised by their feelings. Because like Benny says, like I've said before, being a teenager fucking sucks. It's, yeah. it's the worst. I don't know how... God, 
No wonder so many of them like go off the rails and stuff like that and do stupid shit. It's fucking horrible being a teenager. Um, but I think if you've sort of raised them correctly or they understand what the show is about and it's just being silly and making light of a situation that they're going through, like Benny said, I think it's okay. I think it's... I'm just thinking, like, Christ, do you remember, like, all the Thoreau... Adam will know this, but all the Thoreau back in the day about Beavis and Butthead and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And people were like, oh, my God, this is the most disgraceful <laughs> show I've ever seen. And you're looking back and it was so tame. It's just, like, it's just two dorky teenagers, two yeah. dorky metalheads who can't get a girlfriend. <laughs> but they're just, like, dorky teenagers. And that's it. And I think, oh, my God. Like you say, like, shows now like Big Mouth or... Christ, I now can't think of anything, but... Uh, like F is for family, Bill Burr's F is for family and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, they're proper, proper raunchy and tackle like massive subjects. I think Beavis and Bud was just two dorky lads being dicks. That was, it was nothing. It was so, so <laughs> yeah. stupid and tame. Yeah. And yet there was like this massive furore about it. But yeah, that's, that's my answer. I think as long as the kids are aware of, if you've given your kid a completely sheltered life and they have no idea what's going on or even no idea about sex at that age, I would say don't show it to them. Because you, they shouldn't be learning it from that. They should at least be learning some of it from you. And if they then pick up on other things after that, then that's fine. I didn't. My parents didn't teach me every single thing I know. Yeah. And because you, you just end up finding things yourself, learning about the things yourself, either through like usually older kids. Have you ever heard about this? No. What the hell's that? <laughs> oh, it's this. Jesus. Like, okay then. Fucking hell. I didn't know you could do that. All right. Wow. And that's kind of how you learn these things sometimes, but. I think if you've given the kid at least a grounding to start off with yeah. and made them aware, I yeah. think it's okay. I I totally agree. Uh, and the, part of the reason I picked this is because me and my two eldest kids watched the show together. Because we all I know you really did. Funny. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we I I'm always quite liberal. I, I was raised quite liberal in that regard. Like as a kid I had access to TV shows and films that were older for me. Not like raunchy or sex, but things like martial arts movies and action movies and uh, TV shows like The Young Ones, where I'm too young to understand it, but I get that humour because there's like slapstick elements to it. And then evolving from there. And I pass that on to my kids where I've gone, right, you are kind of 10 and 12. You are old enough for this and even when they were like 9 and 11 like stuff like Family Guy stuff like South Park Big Mouth and what have you has all been fine and that that's evolved into things like them watching Archer and Rick and Morty and stuff like that and I watch it with them and what I want them to see is actually this type of stuff it is just humour and you can laugh at it and it's fine to laugh at certain things Sometimes my lad will come out with stuff and I go, ooh, it's a bit too far, that one, mate. Like, he'll make his own <laughs> joke and I'll just go, yeah, I get it. But in certain situations, you've got to watch who you're saying that type of stuff to. To me, it's fine because we share a very similar sense of humour. Uh, then you'll start slinging around racial slurs, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watch a lot of Jim Davidson together and Roy Chubby Brown. Yeah, of course. But yeah, Bernard Manning. Yeah, yeah, all the classics. Exactly. Well, you know, that, that's the type of body I'm gradually going into is the Bernard Manning. <laughs> <laughs> the John McCrurick winter special. 
<laughs> winter special. You just cultivate your mass, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I think it's fine. Again, it depends on the the child and how you've raised them. If you're if they've never seen anything like that before and you just spring it on them, something like Big Mouth is too much. They need to gradually go into that through watching all of Futurama and then all of Disenchanted and then gradually going to like Bob's Burgers, which is how my kids did it. They didn't just go cold into it. They got built up with more and more mature themes and more and more mature comedy. Like my daughter is obsessed with Bob's Burgers. It is her favourite show. And it's fantastic. It's a great show because it is that perfect balance between something that is pure innocent, like Futurama, to something that is more catered towards a mature market, uh, like Big Mouth. So something like that has been perfect, but then she goes beyond and she goes before that as well. So, again, it's down to the individual child. My pets are going mad. Uh, But yeah, depends upon the child, really. Uh, let your 13-year-old kid watch it as long as you watch it with them. And if you're uncomfortable, turn it off. Because chances are they're going to be uncomfortable watching it with you. (laughs) Yeah, God, that's the even better point. All right. Yeah. Good advice to end the show on there, folks. Uh, Thank you for listening, everybody. Anything else from you, boys? No. Nothing from me uh, other than uh, great show last week, guys. Uh, Very funny. Uh, apart from the bits where you all talked about sport and now I fell asleep. <laughs> but, but no, generally, that was a really good one. I'm very upset that you'd fall asleep during my like one moment of sport and prowess. You absolutely did. <laughs> I did it intentionally. I, I rewound and then had a nap. Wow. <laughs> you sent it a message. Just just for that, uh, I'm not going to appear on next week's podcast, so fuck Fine. you, Adam. Fine. We're going to talk about... <laughs> Sports next week, that'll show you. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to do a week's worth of research. <laughs> You've got to cram 40 years worth of sports knowledge in in a week, in a week dude. You can yeah. do it. I, I believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> just go get the, just go get, just go back in time and get a uh, sports almanac and it'll be fine. Exactly. It'll be good. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Easy. All right. There we go, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Toodling. Bye bye.